Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. The heartbeat of Saskatchewan is agriculture, and 620 CKRM is proud to be your voice for everything ag. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with your host, Ryan Young. Good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on this Friday, and it is brought to you by the Arcola Co-op. You're at home here on Highway 13 in Arcola. And brought to you by Mendeco. Talk to your Mendeco dealer or visit mendeco.com to learn more about Mendeco land rollers and tillage equipment. Today, the first crop report of the 2023 growing season is out in Saskatchewan and we'll provide a breakdown of those numbers. Adam Piccolo with PI Financial weighs in on the freshly released USDA report and we'll hear from the latest winner of the 620 CKRM Country Cookout, Chris Stug from the Kelleher area. And the farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Ryan Young. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnston's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection, and Municipal Hale Insurance, crop insurance at cost. See municipalhale.ca. Seeding has officially begun in Saskatchewan. The first crop report of the year indicates 9% of the crop has been seeded below the five-year average of 23%. The southwest, west central, and northwest are areas are farthest ahead in seeding, while it's slow going in the east where snowfall was heavier and water in the fields is taking longer to disappear. But Agriculture Minister David Merritt says he's optimistic about soil conditions in the province. You know, my farm is in the southern part of the province, close to the border, and it's been raining down there all day. And, and the moisture conditions around the province, for the most part, from what I'm hearing from my colleagues, is pretty good. I mean, there is pockets where, you know, they need rain now and uh, it's a little drier. We never lose a crop in May or June. It's it's July we'll worry about and hopefully, you know, Mother Nature will respond and give us some nice rain in July and we'll we'll have a bumper crop. Last year we bounced back pretty good with over 35 million metric tons. I'd sure like to see us hit that, you know, well over 40 million metric tons again this year. Uh, And right now I think with what I'm hearing from, you know, people around the province, the conditions are looking pretty good. Seeding was obviously delayed by the April blizzard that swept through parts of the province, but Merritt said the one good thing it did was provide much-needed moisture. Yeah, you know, probably the the number one thing it did is put the moisture in a lot of places that they never had before. And uh, I mean, that's a great question. I I, I do, and I, it did delay it, probably for the most part in uh, in the southwest part of the province because they got a lot more snow down in that area than the west central side. You know, probably now a lot of those guys were what the tenth of May and their eleventh of May. Uh, a lot of the guys in the southwest would probably be done. Uh, normally they would be. Uh, and I'm thinking some of them are probably getting uh, close, but it was cold too. They're waiting for the ground to warm up. So that was a big factor as well. So, uh, you know, you look even right around Regina here. 
you know, I just talked to Craig and they're, they've got about a quarter of the crop in the ground. There's some, some farmers that haven't started here. I talked to another friend of mine and they're hoping to get going this week. But there's a lot of water laying around here too, around Regina, between Regina and Moose Jaw. So, and there's areas like that. But I've got uh, friends up in the Northeast. They've been going for over a week, which is really abnormal for them. But moisture conditions are absolutely perfect. Everybody has said that. Topsoil moisture for cropland is rated as 5% surplus, 72% adequate, 21% short, and 2% very short. Hay and pasture land is rated as 2% surplus, 66% adequate, 28% short, and 4% very short. Merritt expects up to 40 million acres to be seeded this year. And it's going to be a variety of crops. We're going to see probably canola numbers move up. We might even see Durham uh, move up as well. And uh, one thing I do know is that the commodity prices are good, and that's good to see. But I'm also seeing a real global trend where companies are really looking at what we're doing here. They're looking for at what we're doing in the number one reason. They like our environmental footprint on the way we're growing crop. They like the continuous cropping. They like the uh, zero till. They like all of that. Uh, companies are looking at what we're doing globally, and we have a great story to tell here. And farmers like uh, Craig and Mary Jane are good examples of, of new technology and, it, and, and moving into that space. And the, the young farmers today are really adapting well to new technology. There was nearly 35 million tons of total crop production in 2022. Merritt also talked about how important the weekly crop report is to not only farmers, but to the general public and companies. I mean, as a farmer all my life, I often wondered how my colleagues in other parts of the province were doing and things like that. But I think even globally, I think companies look at it and say, well, okay, they like to see, you know, when's the crop going in? Like, right, you know, from May till 1st of June, that is really our growth. That's the month that we put most of the crop in the ground. A lot of it goes into June as well. But uh, so I think global international companies look at, okay, look at their moisture conditions are good. Uh, they're getting it in at the right time. That means hopefully we see the quality. Now they'll just kind of watch the report and they watch it through the year and say, okay, they've had rain. Then they start looking at the quality side, say, okay. And then they start, you know, and then I'm, I'm assuming the company start looking and say, okay, let's go and make some deals. Lastly, Merritt reminded everyone to be safe this seeding season. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Prairie 6-Inch. For Prairie 6-Inch eaves trough, size matters. So see Prairie 6-Inch eaves trough, your farm shop specialist, prairieeavestrough.ca. Grain market traders are now reading through the much-anticipated U.S. Department of Agriculture report. PI Financial Commodity Futures Advisor Adam Pacallo was one of them to comb through the report and gave his assessment. So it was overall uh, bullish on the wheat front, hence the, the rally we've seen here kind of uh, on the few wheat contracts. And then a little bit more bearish on the soybeans and the corn side. So uh, ending stocks for U.S. corn and beans uh, came actually a, a little bit above pre-report trade estimates um, and wheat stocks came in lower. Uh, old uh, crop corn stocks also came in well above expectations. So uh, here we are seeing uh, soybeans down a little bit and same with corn. Another notable kind of note in the report was there was surprisingly no changes to Argentina's corn or soybean um, kind of production from last month. So uh, traders were expecting a, a little bit of a change there. 
but there has been a huge bump in Brazil's corn crop and soybeans uh, rise as well too. So those numbers may put a little bit pressure kind of on the markets here at some point. And how are things on the canola side? Uh, canola, again, we are down about $7 a ton here, kind of on the day right now. A soybean oil in particular has been making new contract lows, uh, kind of putting a bit of pressure on the contracts. Uh, November in particular for new crop that I've been talking with clients about is below that 700 level. Uh, when it was above 700 this week, that was an area I was looking to protect clients for, depending on how much new crop they have sold and things like that. Uh, the Canadian dollar is under a little bit of pressure here today as well, too, dropping actually um, about a cent in the last couple days here with the U.S. dollar kind of moving up uh, as well as crude oil moving down. So uh, we are seeing a few outside market forces as well, too, kind of affecting the grain markets here. And how much uh, impact would the latest Canada-China tensions, as well as uh, the ongoing talks with Russia and Ukraine regarding the Black Sea deal, uh, having on the markets currently? Yeah, so the next deal, again, needs to be done for Russia, Ukraine, the Black Sea by May 18th. That's kind of the deadline for that. So again, it's a 120-day kind of agreement that they have, and there's talks to potentially want to, want to move it to 60 days. Uh, however, that's not uh, kind of something that Ukraine wants, obviously. Russia is kind of more pushing for it on their end. Uh, and then when it comes to the China kind of tensions right now, too, I think it's, again, it's just another factor that traders watch to see if some type of news can kind of spill over to the grain markets and affect the U.S. dollar on the currency side, um, as well, too, just on the demand side, because as we know how much kind of really China does buy, and if they do kind of slow down kind of their imports, that could definitely kind of put some pressure on prices, especially since we are expecting kind of some, some bumper crops in a few different areas. So would those be the things traders will be uh, looking out for for the next little while heading into next week? And uh, in addition, what are some other things that traders will be looking for next week or the outlook moving forward? Yeah, so I would say in terms of what traders are maybe going to be watching for, I think just digesting kind of the USDA reports and seeing where where things go at the close today. I always talk about the closing prices with clients because during kind of intraday, during market hours, it can definitely move around quite a bit. But I, I think putting more emphasis on the closing prices is important. Uh, and then in terms of kind of going forward next week, again, some levels I'm watching is the $700 a ton level on the November uh, canola futures. That's something I definitely want to see get back above. Uh, and, you know, a little bit of life on definitely on the wheat side here. So uh, I am going to be talking with clients about protecting some some new crop wheat as well too, using options uh, on using the Kansas City contract in particular. And uh, for those that want to maybe learn a little bit more, feel free to visit my website at uh, prairiecommodities.com. Adam Piccalo is a Commodity Futures Advisor with PI Financial. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Ryan Young. Now today's Ag Review with Doug Falconer of GX94, brought to you by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell, your locally owned Integra Tire dealers. A piece of legislation that would provide farmers with carbon tax relief is in front of Canadian Senators. 
Bill C-234, which exempts on-farm fuels like propane and natural gas used in grain drying and barn heating from the federal carbon tax, had its first reading in the Senate on March 30th and the second reading on Tuesday. Canadian farmers pay millions of dollars in carbon taxes. Keystone agricultural producers, for example, estimates Manitoba farmers paid $1.7 million in carbon taxes in 2019. And the Agricultural Producers Association of Saskatchewan calculated that the carbon tax at $170 per tonne, which is where carbon tax pricing is expected to be by 2030-31, will cost a grain farmer $12.52 per acre. With the 2021 Census of Agriculture calculating the average farm size in Saskatchewan at 1,766 acres, a farm of that size would pay $22,110 in carbon taxes. The CEO of Canadian fertilizer giant Nutrien says the company may consider slowing down its previously announced plan to ramp up potash production in light of falling prices and lower sales volumes. The comments come as the Saskatoon-based company, the world's largest fertilizer producer, lowered its earnings guidance for the year to between $6.4 billion and $8 billion, down from a previously announced range of $8.4 billion to $10 billion. It's been a volatile period for Nutrien, which achieved record earnings in 2021, and then saw fertilizer prices spike in March of 2022 as the Russia-Ukraine war shook up global agricultural markets and reduced supplies of fertilizer from Eastern Europe. To meet increased global demand, Nutrien announced in June of last year a plan to ramp up potash production by 40% compared with 2020 production levels, an increase of more than 5 million metric tons. Quebec's Agriculture Department says it has seized 38 cattle from the central Quebec farm that was home to a group of fugitive cows that escaped last summer and went on the run for months. A spokesman for the Agriculture Department says the cattle were seized after a recent inspection found the safety and well-being of some of the animals was at risk. He says the animals will be assessed by a veterinarian and that a report will be submitted to prosecutors who will determine whether any charges will be laid. 24 cattle escaped from the farm in San Barnaby, Quebec, around 130 kilometers northeast of Montreal in July. The final members of the herd were not recaptured until January, despite numerous attempts, including one that involved a group of cowboys from a nearby town. The U.S. Supreme Court has preserved a California law banning the sale of pork in America's most populous state from pigs kept in tightly confined spaces. That rejects an industry challenge claiming that the voter-backed animal welfare measure impermissibly regulates out-of-state farmers. The measure, approved by voters as a 2018 ballot initiative called Proposition 12, bars sales in California of pork, veal and eggs, from animals whose confinement failed to meet certain minimum space requirements. The law mandates pig confinement spaces large enough to enable the animals to turn around, lie down, stand up, and extend their limbs. Animal rights groups have said some pork producers can find pigs in cages so small 
that pigs cannot turn around for most of their lives. Canopy Growth Corporation says it will refile three of its past quarterly financial statements after uncovering material misstatements linked to its biosteel business. The Smiths Falls, Ontario Cannabis Company says in a regulatory filing that its sports beverage business's first, second and third quarter sales information from 2022 should no longer be relied upon. The company discovered the misstatements when it was preparing its financial results for the financial year ended March 31st. Canopy determined on May 4th that there were errors in its filings after a review of Biosteel results with independent external counsel and forensic accountants. The company says its review is ongoing and thus it cannot quantify the impact the changes might have on its prior financial statements. And that's today's Ag Review. I'm Doug Falconer. It's your agri-weather forecast on the Voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Today, rain between 10 and 15 millimeters, winds from the east at 30, gusting to 50 kilometers an hour, high of 14 degrees. Tonight, the rain will continue with another 5 millimeters possible, winds from the northeast at 20 kilometers an hour, below 9. Tomorrow, periods of rain ending in the morning, then just a cloudy sky. Winds from the east at 20, gusting to 40 kilometers an hour, high of 18, the low plus 5. Sunday, sunshine, high of 22, the low 7. Monday, sunny, high of 25, the low 10. Tuesday, sunny, high of 27, the low 11. Wednesday, sunny, high of 25, the low 6. Thursday, sunny, high of 19. Normal highs is 19, normal low 3 degrees. Sun rose this morning at 5.15, and the sun will set at 8.35 tonight. Looking around the province, the hot spot is in Stony Rapids at 23 degrees. Cold spot again is in Rock Glen at 10. In Estevan, it's 12. Swift Kern is also at 12. Saskatoon, 18. Weyburn, 13. And Yorkton is sitting at 15. In Regina, it is light rain. North-northeast wind at 13 kilometers an hour. Relative humidity is at 91%, temperature at 13 degrees, that's 56 Fahrenheit, and the barometric pressure is at 102.8 and rising. Down the road in Moose Jaw, also light rain, north-northeast wind at 13, temperature 13 degrees. Again in Regina, light rain, north-northeast wind at 13, temperature at 13 degrees. Back in a moment. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on the Voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers, McDougalAuctions.com. There has been some movement on Bill C-234, a conservative private member's bill to exempt propane and natural gas from the federal carbon tax when used for drying grain or heating barns. Second reading was given to the bill that had overwhelming support of all of the opposition parties in the Commons, along with the support of a handful of Liberal MPs. The bill seems to have overwhelming support in the upper chamber as well. 
The chair of the senator's group, Robert Black, made this comment. The tax has been a source of frustration and financial hardship for many Canadians, especially those in the agricultural sector who are already facing high costs and ever-narrowing profit margins. Previous speeches and evidence provided in the other place regarding the carbon tax have highlighted the negative effect and impact it has had on Canadian farmers. A 2020 report by the Standing Committee on Agriculture and Agri-Food suggested the tax is increasing input costs for farmers, reducing their competitiveness and discouraging investment in new technology and infrastructure. The report also noted that the carbon tax is disproportionately affecting farmers in certain regions of the country, such as the prairies, where the cost of transportation is higher and the weather and temperature is more diverse. Another study by the Canadian Federation of Independent Business found that the carbon tax is costing farmers an average of $14,000 per year. This is a significant burden for many farming businesses that are already struggling to make ends meet. Tory Senator David Well made this comment during debate. As we all know, natural gas is a transition fuel. Liberal MP Cody Blois, member from Kings Hance, Nova Scotia, said in the other place, at the time the Greenhouse Gas Pollution Pricing Act was developed, it seems as though there was not necessarily a lot of thought given to grain drying and particularly to burn heating for livestock. That is, that is exactly what this bill tries to do. It would extend to what a number of policymakers feel was an oversight at the time of the original drafting of the legislation that brought the carbon price into force." Close quote. As Senators know, the purpose of the carbon tax is to provide an economic incentive through a price signal to encourage people to shift their energy consumption from fossil fuels to other sustainable energy options. But when it comes to agriculture, this poses a number of problems. The first is that farmers have no viable sources of alternative energy for their agricultural practices. This is widely recognized, as noted by New Democratic Member of Parliament Alistair McGregor at the House Agriculture Committee. He noted that, quote, We realize that a price on carbon is there to incentivize a change in behavior, but it doesn't work well if there aren't commercially viable alternatives available. Close quote. This is the first fundamental reality which underscores the importance of Bill C-234. Once the bill gets third and final reading, it will receive royal assent and become law. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Ryan Young. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Looked at Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumberyard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com Chris Stug from the Kelleher area was our fourth winner of the 620 CKRM Country Cookout. His farm is located approximately 154 kilometers northeast of Regina, and he says it's been a grain operation for 16 years. Yeah, thanks. It was great to have everybody out. And just talk a little bit about the farm. It kind of looks like it's primarily a grain operation. Yes, it's been a great operation fully since 2007. We got rid of the cattle. Um, yeah, we farm about 6,500 acres, primarily canola, barley, wheat, oats, and peas. Okay. So what do you plan on seeding for this year? Uh, those basic five crops, we don't really stray from those at all. Um, so hopefully on Monday here we'll start. 
All right, sounds good. And the fields are looking okay. What are they looking like out there? Yeah, they're drying up significantly from earlier this spring. Uh, looking good. Still a little bit soft, but I mean, it might. The forecast is looking good, so it's time to get started. You usually have a lot of help. Uh, springtime, no. We usually stick with uh, the three of us: my dad, my brother, and myself. Uh, help, and then in the fall time, we obviously need more help for any combines and trucks so we get more help more in the fall time okay and i notice uh you're quite the john deere guy yeah not me necessarily particular my dad yeah yeah we run primarily john deere equipment out here okay anything else you wanted to add no i don't think so i just like to thank 620 for coming out and having this evening and yeah it's perfect evening that's Chris Stug of the Kelleher area, our latest winner of the 620 CKRM Country Cookout. Here's the market updates with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. Market update is brought to you by Sask Pork, working on behalf of Saskatchewan hog producers in our community. Grain prices at Viterra showed downward movement in early trading. Durham is down $5.51 at $409.80. Canola dropped $5.10 to seven fourteen forty two. Number one red spring wheat is up $3.77 at $3.8750. Rest were unchanged. Feed barley $3.4561. Chickpeas $10.5822. Flax $5.4198. Lentils $7.6550. Oats $2.2032. Yellow peas $3.9204. Feed wheat $2.8955. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, hard red spring wheat for July is up one cent at eight dollars thirty-seven and three-quarter cents a bushel. It's the livestock reports on the Voice of Saskatchewan, six twenty CKRM. Livestock quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn Livestock eight four two forty five seventy four. Now the latest quotes. This is Grant Barnett with the Market Report. Hardline Night Stock here in Boucher. 1050 on offer at our Tuesday pre-sort. These grass cattle, they were higher again. 25 little red and black heifers. Her steers, 537 at 364.75. The 585 weight reds and blacks at 350s on the steer end. 50 little red and black heifers, 300 or $3.20. They weighed 513 pounds. The 599 weight Charley heifers, they bring 307.75. Breeding heifers from 2000 to 24 and 50. Another 475 cows and bulls here on Thursday. Good cows, 143 to 53. Sales to 159. Now that's the top, top end high yielding kind of cows. Medium cows, 128 to 42. The good bulls, 143 to 163. Sales to 170. These young heiferettes and young feeding cows, they're going to bring anywhere from 145 right up to 190 maybe close to 2 bucks on the right kind. Regular sale of cows, bulls, and yearlings is every Tuesday here for the summer months starting here on next Tuesday. This is Grant Barnett reporting. Let's have one great afternoon. Now the latest pork prices, they're at $189.99 per CKG. Coming up, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Ryan Young. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by Farm Fresh Water. They'll make your well water wonderful and your dugout drinkable. Get your Farm Fresh Water today at farmfreshwater.ca. And Mazank Fuels, your local branded Petro-Canada wholesaler for over 40 years. Fill up the tank, call Mazank, 306-721-6667.
The provincial and federal governments are providing joint funding for applied research projects in the agriculture sector. 56 Agriculture Demonstration of Practices and Technologies Program Projects, or ADOPT, and 8 Strategic Field Program Projects are receiving more than $1.4 million. The ADOPT program provides funding to assist producer groups and First Nations to evaluate and demonstrate new agricultural practices and technologies at the local level that a producer can then apply right away. The SFP provides funding for relevant and timely research to agriculture producers in Saskatchewan and helps to develop new best practices. Economists expect next week's Consumer Price Index report from Statistics Canada to show inflation slowed once again in April. TD is forecasting the annual inflation rate fell to 4% last month, down from 4.3% in March. Forecasters expect inflation to continue to fall to about 3% by mid-year. But the Bank of Canada is concerned getting back to the 2% target will take much longer, in part because of the labor market. The central bank says persistently high wage growth will feed into higher service prices and make it harder to get inflation down. On the markets, the TSX is down 29 points at 20,388. The Dow is down 108 points to 33,201. Oil is down 54 cents at $70.33 per barrel. And the Canadian dollar is at 73.80 cents U.S. And that's the Resource Report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast, brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. And that's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Ryan Young. Have a nice day. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicide.